Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We're here to talk about the giant series that didn't go well. But as always, I can't do it alone. My boy Tom's here. Tom, what is up, buddy? Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I know what you're thinking. The Astros stink. What are we going to do? They're in third place in the division. Oh, my God. The sky is falling. It's not. Calm down. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Help is on the way, and we're going to talk about it. All right. So let me just start by saying this, folks. I don't know if you can tell, Tom, but I've been sick the last two days. My voice may be a little bassier. I don't know if you can tell. But anyway, I want to start out by saying this too. Astros Baseball Podcast, and I missed up the first time I posted it. I don't know if you noticed it. We're number four in Great Britain, and that is probably as high as we've ever been there. I was basically just going to let it ride and be like, hey, Great Britain loves us. I I mean, you don't don't have to be on the list to be loved by Great Britain, but now I know where we are on the list. I saw the alert that you had liked it, and I went back and I was like, "What did I do? How, how, I, I cropped my own our own name out of there. What's wrong with me?" So, thanks for listening, mates. We really appreciate you there in Great Britain. On the episode, I don't know what day it was, but they were talking about stadium food, and my comment: This could have been another thing. I don't know who somebody was talking about it, and I said the best stadium food that i've ever had is the garlic fries in san francisco i ate so many of those while i was there that the roof of my mouth was hurting i don't know if that's what garlic does to you but wow (laughs) do they have they have uh concession stands you know you where you get everything and then they have just as many that only sell the garlic fries. It's a big deal there. It's really good. All right, so let's talk about the game that counted, and that was game one on Monday. And if you guys recall, if I got to remind anybody, this is the game that I picked in Survivor, the only game that they won. It was Luis Garcia pulled after eight pitches. What did you hear about it? Elbow discomfort is the uh, the terminology that they use to describe it. He got an MRI done, but they're going back to getting a second opinion. I don't know if that's good news, bad news. Sounds bad. It sounds bad. I mean, 
it's not ideal. Anytime you talk about anything elbow pitchers, you just hold your breath. So we'll see. We'll see. They put him on the 15-day IL. Urquidy's already there. And they called up Brandon Belak to pitch, I assume, for Urquidy. But that isn't the way it worked out. They they brought him in uh, to cover for Luis Garcia when he goes out. And he actually did really good. I think Brandon Belak did good. Bottom of the first, Abreu had an RBI single. Top of the third, Jock Peterson, a two-run homer. That dude's got some power. Bottom of the fifth, Dubon, RBI single, brought in Jake Myers. Bottom of the seventh, the Astros piled it on. Dubon had an RBI double. Alex Bregman, RBI single. Abreu grounded out. Bregman came in. And Pena had an RBI single. Kyle Tucker came in, take a 7-2 lead. And then Wade Jr., and a home run in the top of the eighth. Belak, four innings, two hits, two runs, three walks, six strikeouts. What more could you ask for a guy just to come in out of the blue? He just got called up. It was an amazing performance. I agree. I think you kind of know what Brandon Belak is. We've seen him in the past. He's not anything that's going to beat you with overpowering stuff. He's just going to be crafty. He's going to work in and out of the zone, try to get you to uh, expand a little bit. He did a great job of that, kept the hitters off balance. Really impressed, especially because I, I heard something that he didn't even have his own gear. Like they got him there and his gear was already packed and ready to go with Sugarland on the road. So he had to go back to Sugarland and get like plan B gear. So, I mean, he had every reason not to succeed and he still pitched really well. Yeah, he did. Maton went two scoreless innings. Stanek. Win a scoreless inning and actually picked up the win. Montero gave up a homer. Presley a hit and a strikeout. Offensively, Dubon, three for five with two RBIs. Pena, two for four with an RBI. And Alex Bregman and Jolks also got RBIs. Overall, great start to the series. Absolutely. Dubon, apparently this is a revenge series. There was a revenge series for him. Apparently the way he left San Francisco was not ideal. Mm. Him and the manager, Gabe Kapler, did not see eye to eye on a few things. And I didn't know that. I mean, when the Astros traded for him, I didn't think there was, it was much to do about anything. But I think it was more that San Francisco wanted him out. And the Astros was like, yeah, we'll take him. So it kind of worked out. I mean, he's been great. And uh, the crazy, that crazy pylon inning where they scored all the runs the hardest hit ball in that inning was an out by jose abreu there was just no exit velo for any of those hits but that, yeah they were just blooping everything in between the infield and the outfield hit them where they ain't. hit them where they ain't all right let's go to game two buddy hunter brown we're always excited to see hunter brown jock peterson rbi single one to zero they got another rbi double in the fourth Two to zero final. No more scoring. The Astros were totally blanked. I didn't write this pitcher's name down. You remember his name? Scalfani. That guy. I don't know what it is. There's some pitchers that just come in and they pitch like they're Cy Young. I, I don't get it. This guy pitched unbelievable. So hats off to him. Yeah, nothing crazy. Uh, I mean, kind of like Belak in a sense where he's not going to overpower you or anything like that. He's crafty with it. And I think the Astros hitters were just off balance all, all night long. I feel really bad for Hunter because I thought he pitched well. I thought he pitched better than his numbers were. 
He had oh, five yeah. walks, but I, you know, you could argue a few of those pitches that he had and some of those instances were really, really bad, poorly judged. He took the high road, which I thought was awesome for him to say, Hey, I just didn't have it rather than make the excuse that uh, I believe uh, Dusty went out and said, Hey, you know, we kind of got jobbed a little bit. So I'll make an excuse. <laughs> it was like he he would throw the ball and it would go to a certain area and they're like ball. And then and then the other guy from the Giants, it was a strike. And that I think that's the difference in the game. He was getting all the corners, he was getting the low pitches. Hunter Brown wasn't getting anything, but does it matter? They didn't even score. No, it, I mean, you got you got to score something, obviously. Who knows if they could zero zero, maybe they get across, one across something, but it's just tough right now. They're going to be, they're going to be stretches. The fans have to realize they're going to be stretches. These guys are not going to hit all the time. They're just not. It's, it's bound to happen right now. Tucker's struggling right now. Jordan's struggling. That's, that's a lot of your offense. And then when you think about it, then you got guys in the lineup that are not used to be in the lineup. You got Myers in the lineup. You got Hensley in the lineup. You got Jokes, which I love Jokes, but there are going to be days where he struggles. He just can't hit a, a, a thousand. And then you've got guys in the lineup. I know you're not going to like to hear this, but you got guys in the lineup that are already bad hitters to begin with. Maldi struggles. Maldi Maldi has you know chunks of where we we lean on his defense. We love his defense, but we realize that we're sacrificing a bat to get him in there. And then when all the other guys struggle. It's tough to score runs. I can't remember what day it was, but the Astros, I guess it's it's not the Astros, but it's the uh, people that run the the accounts for them. Maldi was the player of the game a couple of days ago. But the Astros had three hits in game two. Jordan went one for four, and Yiner Diaz two for three. And it's also his first loss. Not his fault. No. I think the umpire had a lot to do with it. And and here's I'm gonna jump on Tom's whatever you call it. If you are worried about the Astros, then you have the shortest memory in the world. They went through a gauntlet and came out eight and four against four of the best teams in baseball. Now you gotta remember, we show up against the good teams. They're they're probably just tired. I mean, they they they, they expelled a lot of energy going through the gauntlet. I mean, if if you don't realize that your team just went eight and four against four of the best teams in baseball, and just because of this, you're worried, I wouldn't worry. We're like what two and a half games behind. The one thing, the one thing that I think is is kind of glaring right now is that we've leaned, and I say we, the Astros have leaned hard on some guys, and I think they're starting to show it. They're starting to show it a little bit. Tucker hasn't had a day off. Tucker plays every day. The guy needs a day off. Uh, Jordan, Jordan is he, if he the only day off he got, he was hurt. Jordan's played every day, and I mean they're young guys. I get it; they should be able to. But I think part about them being you know fresh and being able to make you know great plate appearances is to having those days off. Dusty has been really good in the past couple of seasons about juggling the lineup, getting guys in and out so that those guys remain fresh for the long haul. Injuries are crazy around the league right now. So many teams are dealing with injuries left, right. Uh, Atlanta had had Kyle Wright, their pitcher, go down today. Uh, the Yankees, Yankees' injury list is is 
incredible. So I think that some of it might be uh, guys are guys are asked to do a lot right now. And I'd much rather a loss here or there than another injury. So I understand people's frustrations. I understand what they're feeling, but at the same time, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You're going to have, you know, one in four, two in four, you know, weeks. You're not going to like it. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be like, where's the team that I love to watch that wins all the games. We're incredibly spoiled over the last couple of seasons because the Astros have won so much, but winning a hundred games is, is really rare. And when you think about how, how many times they've done that, you know, recently, there's bound to be a little regression. I think everything is still right out in front with the division. It's not like Texas run away. The angels are running yeah. away. So patience people. So one guy deserves a shout out for game two. And that's Matt Gage just got called up to take Luis Garcia's position. The guy threw an inning and two thirds. Great job, Matt Gage. Uh, but uh, speaking of what you just talked about, like, there was a question, I guess it was like, uh, whatever. What, you know, the uh, Southwest sports, they do something every day. They ask you a question or maybe, I think it was Tuesday. And I said, the Astros are doing considerably well based on the fact that they have so many injuries. And of course, there's someone that commented at me, you know, like considerably well. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, let me go look at this guy's page. Yep, I guessed it. 19 followers. That's why you have 19 followers, buddy, because nobody cares about your horrible takes. You're you gonna have get good those... takes, people would follow you. That's all I got to say. You're going to get those people that come for you. You always are. You're going to get people with short memories. It's going to happen. Uh, for me, I think it, it takes podcasts like this to to settle the, the fan base down and go, look, Here's what we got going on. Like you spoke to eight and four there, there, there's so many positives that people don't want to see right now because we lost the last two series or the Astros lost the last two series as any, and I'm sure we'll get to it. So I don't, I don't want to dig too deep, but there, there, the sky is not falling. There is things that are coming. Help is on the way. Oh yeah. I mean, the schedule is going to lighten up all these things. We're going to play some of these teams that are out in front of us. All these things are going to be, different in a week or two i would say brantley seems like he's getting a couple of doubles every game i, I what what is the day he's he has to come back like he, he can only be there for 20 days right and i don't know exactly how over that the, over a week I, I know they they set a deadline but i don't know what a rehab start like how many days he can be there yeah, as they to said something it was like 20 days as long as he could be there so hitting i i think at the plate right now i think he's ready Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I wonder if, you know, he just wants more reps at left field or something. Cause he's been awesome behind the plate. Chaz, Chaz is on the men. Also really good at the plate. Uh, Lance, Lance gave an update today. Jose Altuve is taking ground balls. Like he's got two weeks before they, he wants to do more. Again. They, they yes. interviewed the coach and he's like, he wants to do more. And he's like, dude, there's a process. Slow down. But Altuve, yes. he's biting it. He's just gnawing at the bit, ready to get back. You got other teams. I, I, I use the Yankees, for example, because people people see them. You know, they're they're on national TV all the time. They are decimated right now. Their fans are are frustrated. They're upset. 
They didn't do enough in the offseason. They need to go get somebody. They need to do something. This, 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 and that. I don't feel like we have those problems as Astros fans. We don't. Yes, this series sucked. Series before sucked. They did. I understand. The, the Phillies just got smoked by the Dodgers. I get it. But it's going to be all right, folks. It's going to be all right. We have some roster fair fouls coming up. So we will dive into that, folks. All right, today's game was Framer Valdez. Great as always. But when you're when your team can't score, you have to be perfect. Uh, they got out to a two to zero lead with a couple RBI singles in the sixth. That took them six innings to get to them. They had an RBI double in the seventh. That was three to zero. Bottom of the eighth, Alex Bregman with a two-run homer got us right back into it. And then Flores had a home run in the ninth. The Astros failed to score, and they lose four to two. Framer Valdez, six innings, five hits, two runs, and eight strikeouts. He takes the loss. Framer Valdez is two and four, and his ERA is 260. He is like the new JV. No matter how good JV would do, that he couldn't get any run support. That's just kind of what Framber's running into. Today was such a frustrating day from the moment the lineup came out. From the moment the lineup came out, because I fully expected, I fully expected Yiner Diaz to be in the lineup somewhere. If you weren't gonna hit, if you weren't gonna let him uh, catch, he should have been the DH. Should have been the DH. Played awesome yesterday. Uh, had two, two of the three hits yet the day before. Mm-hmm. Threw out two guys at second base. Looked amazing behind the dish, offense and defense. And then you're gonna sit the guy. At least play him, play him DH. I, I get it. Hensley been on been sitting for a while, but you're struggling to score runs. And here's another bat that's showing life. Use him. Yeah. And I saw the lineup and I was like, I cannot believe Yonder Diaz didn't get another start. I cannot believe it. And they struggled to score runs today. And I just I was watching the game, but not watching the game because I was at work and I was just shaking my head all day because they were struggling to score runs. Maton, a hit and a run and a strikeout. His ERA is 1.13. Seth Martinez had a strikeout and no runs. Good job by the Magic Man. Abreu gave up a home run. He had two strikeouts. His ERA is 117. Dubon, one for four. Alex Bregman, one for four with two RBIs. Jordan, one for four. Abreu, one for three. And Martin Maldonado, one for two with a walk. So Martina Maldonado got on base twice. But I don't see Hensley anywhere on here. So let's get Yiner <laughs> Diaz. If you like Tom's right. If you're not gonna use him as catcher, but once every five days, DH him. So the Astros had two runs on five hits. They're now 16 and 15, five and five in the last 10. They've lost two in a row. As of now, when I wrote the notes, two and a half back of Seattle and two is it not Seattle, is it? Texas. Of Texas. I don't know why I wrote Seattle. Two and a half back. I knew it was wrong now that I look at my notes. Two and a half back of Texas and two games behind L.A. who has jumped us. So, we have to do our players of the series. We have to give our survivor results and pick new teams. Plus, we have some fair foul. So, we're going to get to that exciting stuff right after this. You're listening to Astros Baseball. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back. We're going to start with our players of the series. Let's start with Pitcher. So I wanted to do right by this guy because he was in a possible situation. So my picture of the series, Brandon Belak. That's who I almost gave it to. I still I gave it to Framber. I understand that. He did good. Six innings, five hits, only two runs allowed, and eight strikeouts. But I almost gave it to Belak as well, so that's good. All right. Position player. I gave it to Mauricio Dubon. Position player was incredibly tough for me. Yeah. I, I just I just didn't know where to go. Uh, I mean, so I give to Alex Bregman. Hit the two-run bomb today. I mean, we need him to get going. I think he had an RBI in the first game, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, Coach Rose. My Coach Rose is Belak. So I felt so strongly about how he pitched. I wanted him to be the pitcher of the series. My Rose is Framber because Framber needed to be there somewhere. I, I get it. Maybe maybe he's too high profile for the front, for the Rose. I don't know, <laughs> but he pitched great. I I just I just felt so good about what Belak did because that's an impossible situation. So Framber you know? exceeded your expectations. Uh, <laughs> I now now I kind of like Rose the Rose. I guess I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's your I award to give out. I'm sorry. It is. And I wanted him to have something because that's what I was trying to say last time. It's like the Rose is you can do the roles multiple ways. It's like, Hey, this guy like Belak, who expected that? But it, Nobody. It can, that's what I was telling you. It's like somebody that shows heart, somebody that deserves something. That's kind of what the Rose is. Like he didn't get these awards, but he deserves something. No, I hear you. But I mean, I, I almost I almost gave it to Framber because I, I felt like there was no one else, if that makes sense. I could have <laughs> given it to Yiner. You could have given it to Yiner and, and I would have been to the moon. But you could have gave like, Yiner Diaz the, the player of the series. I could have did that too, and but I, I would like not he have only, argued. He only played the one game though. That's what really like burned me so badly. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I need a I need an everyday guy, somebody that somebody that's at least played two games in the series. And then Framber pitched so well. But man, for I I can't imagine how hard that is for Belak to just show up, not have his junk, sitting out there figuring he's gonna watch a whole game. He sees four pitches or five pitches, and they call down to the bullpen and they're like, "Hey, get ready." Yeah, and he's then, probably he's he, probably mentally getting ready for the next day. Dude, he's not there. Like he's he's like, "Holy crap, I got a pitch!" Like, do you remember when uh, Kent Emanuel? Yeah. I can't remember who he, who got hurt. It's the guy that's no longer here, but he got hurt after the first batter, and he came in and was it Odorizzi? Yeah, yeah. And he came in and pitched eight and two thirds innings. He'd have been my pitcher of the series too. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so we go to Survivor. As you all know, I picked the Astros over the Giants on Monday, and they won seven to three, and I am now five and one. 
Thomas picked Cleveland over the Yankees, and they won three to two. <laughs> and Tom is also five and one. Do you have your new pick? I do, but first it gets even better because the Yankees were up two to zero going into the top of the ninth, and the Gardo scored three runs in the top of the ninth to come back and steal that and break their hearts. So it was it was supposed to be a loss. And then <laughs> I guess much like the Astros, you know, who lost their starter, you think, holy crap, there's no way they're winning this game, and then they win the game. Okay, so, do do I need to give you my pick and then open the page with our picks just in case? You I've, don't... Got, I've got I've got a pick. I, oh, I just I just don't know if I've picked this team yet or not. That's what we'll I'm get saying. To the point. That's what I'm saying. I'll give you my pick, and then I'll okay. open the book to make sure you don't pick somebody twice. Okay, sounds good. My pick is the Milwaukee Brewers over the Colorado Rockies. That's my pick. So are you telling me what I got? Okay. So I am picking Justin Verlander to absolutely shove in Detroit against the Tigers. Yes. You, I I wanted to do that too, but I had already picked the Mets. Okay. So you're, but I have not. You're, you're, no, you have not. Yes. So you are taking New York Mets against Detroit. All right. All right, so now we got uh, three fair fouls, but it should include some good topic of conversations here. All right, this is one thing they're talking about on the broadcast today. They're talking about, is Forrest Whitley the guy that needs to be called up? And and I saw a lot of people talking about it, right? They were saying, um, like, they said he's not ready because he's only pitching four innings. Well, that's good enough for us, right? Come up and pitch four innings. So should Force Whitley be called up? I think that depends on how you feel about the bullpen and how you feel about taxing the bullpen to that extent every fifth day. If you know he can only pitch four innings, then the chances are it's probably a pitch limit, like a number, right? So say that's only 80 pitches. Say in the second inning, he has a 30-pitch inning. Yeah. Well, now maybe you don't get four innings. You get three and two-thirds. Now you need your bullpen to cover five and a third innings of baseball on that day. And that's assuming that you're getting great starting production from the other four guys. So And Belak's probably one of those guys now with Arkady down. Yeah. And Luis down. So I really feel like they're probably going to opt for somebody who's stretched all the way out, even if that means he's somebody in Corpus. I don't know. I yeah. think the schedule works out right now that they don't have to do anything. They can go four man rotation like once or twice before they have to have a fifth guy. Mm -hmm. I would just assume, I mean, they, they called Matt Gage up. That kind of proves the point you're just making. And, uh, but to me, I would just, I would think the, the thing to do, was like you said, go get go to Sugarland's roster, go to Corpus's roster. Who is one of the most successful guys that you have that is giving you six or seven or eight innings? That's that's who I would go get. I don't know who that is, but I would go get him. And I think the issue with Forrest is not that they don't want to stretch him out, 
I think that he's had so many shoulder and arm issues that they are trying to be extra careful with what could be a potential trade chip to go get a starter if they want to trade that way. Uh, very interesting comments made by uh, Dana Brown, the GM for the Astros, talking about Yiner being the future. When we broke out of camp, Corey was the future and he needed to play every day. Now he's talking about Yiner being the future. So what does that mean for Corey Lee? So I wonder if that's another trade piece potentially at the trade deadline. I feel like, and I saw you tweet it out. I feel the exact same way. I feel like the Astros have to go out and get a starter now. If for nothing else, then you don't want to, you don't want to tax these young arms that you're, that we're talking about. JP France, Forrest Whitley, somebody in uh, Corpus, something like that. These are guys that are potential long-term options that you probably don't want to put a ton of innings on right now, potentially. I don't know. So that's two fouls, right? About Forrest Whitley getting called up. Yes. So that brings me to my second one. There is a veteran pitcher who could give you multiple innings that just got released. Mad Bum. Would you take a chance? With Madison Bumgarner. So it's foul for me, and I'm going to tell you why. All right. Because do you know who the pitching coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks yeah, I is? I do, yeah. That's what someone said. If he if he can't fix him, now do you think the Astros? Well, these are – well, and, and so the guys that are the pitching coach for the Houston Astros are disciples of that man. So in what world are they going to be able to bring Mad Bum in – and fix or Arizona tweak. already paid him. I, I would say yes. Uh, Bring him in. Let him let him throw some innings, and when everybody's back, get rid of him. Do you know what his ERA was in Arizona? I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? We're aren't we protecting the bullpen here? We're still trying while to our games. guys were out. This isn't a a complete like total fix. Who kn who knows? Know. Sometimes a new environment helps people. I don't know. Here's the, here's the other issue you have to consider. How many roster spots do we have that are available? If you bring in a guy like Mad Bum, you got to get rid of somebody else. Where does he come from? We're Not already if talking on the injured list. I understand that, but how long are they going to be on the injured list? Urquidy, they talked about him being having inflammation, and that something that okay maybe might not be a long term. Luis, yes, we assume he him to be a long term problem, but they brought Belak up to replace him. So, uh, so I'm good with Belak then. Whatever. Exactly. Okay. Is 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 as, as long as we're getting one of our guys back, I'm fine with it. And yeah. then Lance McCullers is around the corner as well. I do think they are going to potentially make a move for a pitcher if what we fear about Luis is true, because I don't think. You go into an October no. with a rotation of CJ, Framber, Lance, and question mark. I don't think it's strong. I enough think to they get a pitcher in the in the uh, trade deadline. I forget about Hunter. Hunter will be there as well. But I just don't know. Now we need Hunter more than ever. What's his innings limit? We got to kind of slow him down, right? He can't pitch 200, 220 innings, can we? We're risk TJ on him. Yeah. Well, if you get a veteran, he can go back to the bullpen. 
for a while. Not totally, but I don't know. That's why we don't work in the front office. <laughs> All right, number three. This was a story from the crawfish boxes, if you're familiar with these guys. They said there's two things the Astros need to do, and so this would be a two-part question. Demote Maldi to backup, which, I mean, they talked to Dana Brown, and they're like, the pitchers love Maldi. They love working with them. So I don't see that ever happening. Offensively, would it be a good move? Probably, yeah. So by answering fair to foul to demoting him? Yeah. To backup. For me, I don't I don't want him to be the backup. I just want there to be a platoon, a straight up 50-50. Okay, every other day we're going Yiner Maldi, Yiner Maldi, Yiner Maldi. And then both of those guys are fresh. Maldi is not incapable. He's just not good offensively. Maldi can give you a game here or there. We understand that. We've yeah. seen it. What I think is that when you pitch him or when you catch him an entire series, you ask so much more from the other eight guys for three games. One game here or there, cover Maldi. Every game, and one out of five, that's tough, man. Especially right now with the offense struggling, where clearly Yiner's got a little pop. You know, he's he's hitting the ball, seeing the ball. So I, I don't know if I don't know if I can say fair, if I, I guess fair. Yeah. But in, in my perfect world, it's a 50-50. I think now that they have Belak, that Yiner could catch Belak and Hunter Brown, and they could be three to two. I don't see why Yiner can't catch anybody. I, I, I understand there are some He should pitchers. catch all of them. Exactly. He's got to work with all of them. What if Maldi gets hurt? He's got he's to learn how to work with these guys, and uh, they've got to be comfortable with him. I don't think there's an issue with Maldi catching anybody. It's just who they allow Yiner to have. And for me, that's a struggle. Yeah. And the other thing they said to do is put Brian Abreu in the rotation. And I'm just going to say that is foul. It's foul because, for, for me, because he started there and he struggled. And I think now that you have him mentally in a spot where he's more, I guess, comfortable. He's much more effective than he was as a starter. Yeah. So I think it's probably bad for his confidence, bad for, because if he goes to start and he stinks or <laughs> he's not as effective, well, now you, now you really shaking him up where right now he's really, really effective as a reliever. So I get it. He could do it, but probably not something you need to do with no. one of the key cogs of your bullpen. I don't think so either. I'd rather go get someone at the trade deadline. I would leave him there. He's become our eighth inning guy. He's super reliable. I believe I said earlier his ERA is like 1.17. I mean, I, I think he's just really, really good in the bullpen, and I wouldn't mess with him. But I didn't know if that, that story was a parody or what. It just didn't – I didn't I didn't agree <laughs> with anything they wrote. I think All right, Tom. Oh, go good. I think sometimes people just get really emotional and then just start to type it and, and, and just get it all out there. I saw people's reactions after today's game and I'm telling you, we got to calm down folks. It is, it is 31 games into a 162 game season. Like, let me get to the halfway point before I take some stock and go, okay, 
we're in trouble or okay, it's not good or, or moves need to happen or sell the, you know, trade guys off, sell, sell, sell. Like I just, I just can't do it. I understand losing sucks, but they're going to lose 60 games ish. They're going to do it. It's just going to happen. All right. So now it's time for your final thoughts. I don't know if you have any more. <laughs> um, you know, I think that them going back out on the road might be good. They played really well on the road. Teams are weird sometimes. They they get galvanized a little bit more when it's like us versus the world on the road versus when they're at home eating home cooking. You know, they got now they got their own crowd. You know, this team thrives on booze. So I really look for them to play better on the road. We'll see. Obviously, pitching. Pitching is going to be the story, I think, going forward. I feel like the bats are going to come around. I also think that we could see Uncle Mike sooner rather than later, which is definitely going to be huge. Can't say how much having a guy that bats 300 in the lineup right now would help this lineup just to move it, just to get pitchers out, to get into a bullpen, as opposed to letting starters get comfortable so they can go deep into games. So looking forward to some of the guys that you know and love back in the lineup. And then hopefully the uh, the injury situation isn't as dire with some of the pitchers and those guys come back sooner rather than later. All right, Friday's game at Seattle. The Astros are off tomorrow. 9-10 start time. So you got to stay up late. So one thing I want to point out for the naysayers, the Astros are 16-15. and 15. And if you would have said there's no Michael Brantley, no Altuve, no Lance McCullers, and they're going to be 16 and 15, let's say you have all these guys out. By the time they all come back, you're going to be at 500. Like, wouldn't you take that? Oh, and Jordan missed like four games. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But anyway, so Christian Javier against To Be Determined on Friday. Saturday is To Be Determined and To Be Determined. (laughs) <laughs> and Sunday is at 310 and is also to be determined and to be determined because of the Astros injury. So I'm looking forward to this series. It's another one against our AL West rivals. Seattle has a losing record. They're somebody that's supposed to compete for the division. I think eventually the cream will rise to the top. The Astros are always slow starters like Alex Bregman like Kyle Tucker, and we'll be fine. I'm like, Tom, don't sweat it. Set it and forget it. We're going to be good, folks. I agree. I absolutely agree. All right. That's all we have. We do appreciate you guys listening, especially our mates up there or over there, whatever direction it is, in Great Britain. Thank you so much for making us number four over there. We really do appreciate it. So anyway, we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.